Hi, everybody. Welcome to Passion Fruits, a passion project for passionate people. I'm your blueberry, Daniel. And I'm your awesome apricot, Adam. (laughs) (laughs) And here we are tonight talking about amazing things. Yes. Um, We... On this podcast, Adam, what do we do on this podcast? Well, Daniel. Yes. On this podcast. This is how we start every single one. (laughs) I fumble with what I'm going to say, and then Adam goes, well, Daniel, (laughs) on this podcast. As a matter of fact, we talk about many subjects. Yes. And more importantly, we on this podcast discuss what takes someone from being a casual fan of something, of aforementioned subjects, yes. to being a passionate fanatic mm-hmm. about these aforementioned subjects. Yeah. Now, these subjects can range anywhere from music bands to yes. movies to <laughs> hobbies and other activities. Yeah. But really, we want, we want to explore the depths of people's psychology yes. and what takes them to what, what triggers them to being uh, so passionate about whatever subject we may be talking about. And most of the time, it's just Daniel and I talking about stuff that we like, but it's okay. Most of the time, it's just us. But today, we have a very special guest on. We do indeed. Um, (laughs) All right. He's rubbing his nipples. (laughs) He now has opened up little windows on his shirt to reveal his nipples. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just rubbing them furiously. Uh, let us welcome to the Passion Fruits podcast. Go ahead and, and say your name. Hi, this is Brian. <laughs> do you Hi, have Brian. A, do you have a fruit? <laughs> what? Do you have a fruit? Oh, I am Brian the Fig. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Brian the Fig. He is here to fuck us up. <laughs> Apparently, by rubbing his nipples. Yes, he's still doing it. He's loving it. And making eye contact. Eye contact is very important. It signifies a deep emotional bond between. Wow, Adam is really going into it. Um, Before Adam can gross us all out, uh, we never get gross on this podcast. Brian, why are you here tonight? I am here to talk about the West Wing yes, and its brilliance and its legacy and its impact. (laughs) Whoa, a lot of things that we're going to talk about, and we're going to get down to it, the brass tacks. Yes. We're going to see how the sausage is made. This Mm. maybe would have been a better companion piece to the politics episode. Mm -hmm. Um, That would encroach upon our famed guest, Braxton. Well, I mean, it it would be a two-parter, a twofer. Um, yeah, so Brian, you are very passionate about the TV show, The West Wing. Um, I mean, are we? Should we talk about how we know Brian, or should Brian talk about himself a little bit? I don't. Yeah, let's let's do this. So, um, Brian, what um what are your greatest fears? <laughs> Spiders. Okay. Oh, well, that's pretty well, easy. <laughs> well, we have a surprise for oh, you today. <laughs> a full bathtub it's full of tarantulas. Passion fruits. <laughs> Your factor edition. <laughs> hey, Joe Rogan has a podcast now. There we go. Oh, I there heard about go. that one. <laughs> it's pretty tiny. <laughs> he just started it. Maybe one day he'll make it big like us. Yeah. But so we we know Brian through bike racing. Yep. And uh, he's a member of our uh, famed bicycle team. Yes. And we are we we had the pleasure of meeting him about a year and a half ago, probably. Yeah. Yeah. A year ago. And then, and then he, Gibsonville was yeah. my first foray. Yeah. Oh my gosh, he knows the exact date. Do you know <gasps> the time? Uh, probably about 11 or 10 a.m. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, there we go. Very specific. Yeah. Very specific. <laughs> uh, um, 
But yeah, and Brian, do you want to give a little bit of an introduction as to who you are outside of your West Wing uh, fandom, if you will? Oh, um, Bray, I don't know how to start this. <laughs> like, how far back do we go? It was a dark and stormy night. <laughs> dark and stormy night. Uh, I was born in Raleigh and raised in Raleigh. Ooh, nice. I currently work at a local university. I uh, say where. <laughs> also, if you don't want this in the episode, just let me know so I can cut that. <laughs> Do I wink at you or something? Uh, you can wink at me if you okay. want to. All right, we'll have like a double wink. Brian is just blinking. <laughs> <laughs> I don't he, think he wants he's everything. Actually, he's <laughs> actually asleep right now. <laughs> I don't think he knows what a wink is. Um, was there anything else you wanted to say, Brian? I'm so sorry that I rudely um, interrupted you. I, 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 don't, uh, hmm. I like bicycling <laughs> and I like West Wing. Uh, those are not mutually exclusive. And he's also a poet, and he didn't even know it. Nice. Oh. <laughs> Actually, he didn't know it. You didn't go to a slam poetry in the other evening? Uh, wow, Daniel. He didn't, he didn't invite support me, me at all. Oh, Can boy. I hear one of your slam poems? No, they're secrets. Damn it. <laughs> that was a slam poem. No, they are secrets. I got all the snaps, too. All oh. the snaps. There you go. <laughs> um, let me get my French press, uh, and we will hop into... Passion Fruitspedia. Nice. So, um, Brian, what is the West Wing? Uh, it is a long-standing tradition in my life. Uh, it is a political drama TV show. Um, I actually don't remember when the first episode aired. Uh, someone inform me? S- September 22nd, 1999, according to our bootlegged Wikipedia information. There we yes. go. There pa- we go. Excuse us. Passion Fruitspedia. Yes, yeah. Wikipedia doesn't exist in this podcast universe. <laughs> and so it's been commonly referred to as a walk and talk show. It commonly has your characters walking around and talking in hallways. Yes, it's a uh, it's believe it or not, you may know from American politics and the White House. There is a section of the White House called the West Wing, and it focuses on the ensemble cast of characters in the West Wing and their lives and their drama and their sexy sexiness. Just how much sex they have in the <laughs> Oval Office. Toby. <laughs> Toby and Josh going at each other and just loving up on everything and all their bodies and their balding yeah. heads and I'm there and Adam's there. Brian's there. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> just loving it. This got real weird real quick. Uh, so yes, the West Wing a political drama that started in 1999 and then ended in 2006. Yep. Uh, of course, famously created by Aaron Sorkin. Yes. Who has done multiple shows, including The Newsroom, one mm-hmm. of my favorite shows. But yeah, I mean, it's about the American president and the American people and the people around him and the White House yeah. and Adam. I, I think it's important to note and we'll get into this as well during kind of the I Heart, the West Wing thing. But the impact that this show had, uh, especially during the political the political time frame that we were where the where the show was set, because it was technically set in like modern day America for right. for its political time frame. But it was renowned for its acting, for its writing. Mm-hmm. It received upwards of. Um, like 26 Emmy Awards. Hot damn. Um, so obviously... How many have we gotten nominated for, Adam? At least 35,000. <laughs> Whoa, shit. <laughs> yeah. Take that, Aaron Sorkin. Yeah, and take that. Martin Sheen. Oh, oh should man. we talk about who's on the show? Yeah, we Brian, can. Brian, list Sheen. them off. 
Oh, sh- go. <laughs> <laughs> Let me refer to my Pedia. Oh. <laughs> this is a great picture. <laughs> this is professional stuff right here. So we have Martin Sheen, John Spencer, Bradley Whitford, Richard Schiff, Rob Lowe, mm. Allison Janney. Stocker Channing. <laughs> Delay Hill. Delay Hill. Yes. I don't get that right. Uh, Janelle Maloney, Stocker Channing. Yep. Maury Kelly, Joshua Molina, Kate Harper. John Mulaney? Um, yeah, that's kind of the main cast. Brian's just going to keep going through IMDb. I got to season five and six. Guest uh, guest appearance of the janitor was Brian Cranston. Um, but yeah, it, oh, I mean, sorry, I was going to, I was no, just going to no, say like no. the, the show is the, the setting is the presidency of Josiah Bartlett played by Martin Sheen. Mm-hmm. And originally, the show was supposed to not feature the president nearly as prominently as it as as it ended up being. Really, and was primarily supposed to be about the lives of all the worker bees in the show. Do you think um, Emilio Estevez, Martin Sheen's son, put in a good word to Aaron Sorkin? <laughs> like, hey, I was a hockey coach. <laughs> I know, I know my way around some slippery things. Quack, but, quack, well, Mister Sorkin. My dad, he's awesome. Uh, good old Marty Sheen. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's, I, I think that's an interesting point about this is that it was known to have a very strong ensemble cast mm-hmm. and dealt with a lot of different issues that this fictional presidency uh, would have dealt with. Everything from natural disasters to political campaigns and to political rivalries. Sex. They definitely kept it relevant, too. Like yeah. They kept throwing in what's currently going on and i enjoyed that part like of it. the alien yeah. invasion um 2003 that's true um the xanthars of course um <laughs> are over rulers now then yeah all so. hail lord xanthar <laughs> then of course the ant uh giant ant takeover in 2005 oh yeah spider ants um, man <laughs> and spiders that's why brian's so scared of spiders <laughs> sorry <laughs> sorry brian <laughs> 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 I hate them things. <laughs> Brian, was there anything else you wanted to talk about with the kind of Passion Fruitspedia section of the show? Oh, there's other little tidbits. Um, Here we go. Tidbits. I think I'll save them for later. Oh, nice. Right. So he's Put in my pocket. It, yeah. He's holding it close to the vest yeah. or the chest, like Christopher, <laughs> Christopher Nolan says in Batman. <laughs> so let's... <laughs> Not even going to take the bait for that nope. one. <laughs> Adam, Adam is wanting to push forward. Damn it, he's in a Dave Matthews band kind of mood. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um, so let's hop into the Coco Corner. Okay. And I would really love to know um, so I'm a huge West Wing fan, but I'd really love to hear from Brian yes. how <laughs> you got into the West Wing. And for context, you know, given our age, yes, um, very, very old and wise. Oh, yeah. yeah very yeah. wise, yes. But, I mean, I would say typically we we, our age, weren't like sitting down in the evening every time the West Wing came on when we were, when it was playing live, essentially. That's true. So... In that sense, Brian, give us a sense of what, uh, give us a sense of how you got into the West Wing, what initially piqued your interest, and how that's kind of played out to this point now. So I started West Wing in the beginning age of streaming Netflix. So this was during my grad school time at ECU. Um, I needed to 
put myself to sleep at night instead of crying. Oh, God. I would watch the West Wing. Oh, no. <laughs> so sad. This is a safe space, Brian. It is. Yeah. I, I feel safe here. And so nightly, I would go to sleep watching an episode of West Wing uh, for two years. And so I got through it all. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Flashbacks. Huh? <laughs> so flashbacks to grad. We didn't realize this was going to be such a traumatic. <laughs> like we shouldn't talk about Brian's graduate so, program because uh, how did you pick it? How did you pick the West Wing of all shows? I mean, I feel like there are a lot of bingeable shows that are on the, I guess, the quieter side that you could have streamed or watched. Or yeah. it was just the algorithm, man. It was just. Netflix was like, hey, you might like this. And I was like, we'll try this out. And it just stuck with it. There's no like loud bangs. There's loud noises. It has a nice intro music that kind of lulls you to sleep. Yeah. I like the show. So have you ever even <laughs> seen the show? <laughs> yeah, <'cause that's> an, <laughs> the point of it is just to put you to sleep. These are just yeah. dreams that Brian is at. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've seen them all um, at least three or four times now. Um, since grad school, I kind of went back through and rewatch it every now and then. Three and three right now. I'm back on season two. So did you, were you aware of the show growing up or no got it? I really? Definitely more into the history channel, uh, the learning channel before it went to shit. Nice. And the discovery <laughs> channel. God, I'm hanging out with two nerds. <laughs> no, <laughs> I can't handle it. Um, so were you even like, you so you didn't even know of the West Wing? Like oh, oh, in oh. the real life? Like oh, more flashbacks. The White oh. House West Wing? I forgot to tell you about my high school days. Uh-oh. Um, I took an A-push class, got a D in it. Um, and <laughs> A what class? AP U.S. History. Oh, A-push. okay. And uh, I did really good in it. got a D. Apparently. <laughs> Nicely done. <laughs> did you do- now you're a scientist. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, screw that field. I uh, know. Um, was it because you tried to study for all your tests by watching West Wing episodes? <laughs> no, I couldn't study for it. I didn't know what to study. It's like, there's so much history to know. <laughs> like, there's no way. It's like, not a defined subject matter. This is yeah. actually Brian's um, chance to talk about how he wants to take down the U.S. government because there's too much history to know. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. There is too much history to know. So I've. Almost, I pretty much failed all the tests, Aww. and most of the kids took the AP test, and those happened earlier in the school season. I'm not sure they called anymore in high school. And, the semester uh, school, uh, school season. <laughs> what the hell? Where did you go to? The, where did you go to school? What, Mars? Wake County, <laughs> Raleigh. The high school name anonymous. <laughs> and so, like in the period between. The AP test and the actual end of school year, he just played the West Wing. It was like fuck interesting, it. really. Yeah. So that was my first foray. foray what? Foray. What you were your it. impressions of the West Wing when it was being played by your AP U.S. history teacher? Oh was god! Like, oh god! So much history. <laughs> I was intrigued because of the TV show during high school. So I was like, "This is cool," as most kids would be. Like you see the. TV cart being rolled in. <laughs> ah, hashtag classic. Hashtag yeah. West Wing. And uh, I didn't really pay attention to it until, I guess, grad school. And I was trying to go to sleep. I was like, hey, I know this title, Netflix. Thank you. And I watched it and just kept watching it ever since. That's my story. I'm sticking to it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to quiz you later on it. And if you change your answer, dead. Um, well, thank you, Brian. That was fascinating. 
<laughs> Adam, um, you're also very passionate for yes. the West Wing. Do you see any correlations between your story and uh, Brian's story? Yeah, th- there's there's definitely some overlap. I think the big difference is that my parents watched the West Wing religiously throughout uh, when when it originally aired. So because they're a bunch of political science nerds, right? Um, and it was just, it's just a very good show, as we will discuss later on. Um, but so I would watch it occasionally, but I was never pulled into it mm. like you like, were like I am now. Yeah. You were like, oh, man, I want to see that Martin Sheen's son play some hockey. Exactly. <laughs> I was running around upstairs outside with my rollerblades on going, quack, quack, Mr. Ducksworth. <laughs> I have no clue what that is from. What is that from? The Mighty Ducks. Oh, God. Oh, oh, come on. Or what about uh, Adam also at that young age was also like, uh, hashtag winning. <laughs> oh, boy. <God. laughs> um, but like what day did it come on? Like. It was like a Sunday night thing for you and your family, or was it like a weekday it, thing? It, it was it because um, <laughs> Adam's the, broken. Good work, Brian. The <laughs> evening that it aired changed because okay. it was originally, I think it was Sundays at one point in time, and it was Wednesdays, mm. I believe. It was oh, part man. of like the prime time TV lineup. Coveted Wednesday spot. Yeah, Ooh, middle of the week, sacred. hump day, huh? <laughs> Camel. Hump day. <laughs> Joe Mike, 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 Mike. <laughs> so I would watch it occasionally, like when my parents would. And there were some episodes that I found funny or like more intriguing, but I never got into like the whole story arc of like and didn't quite understand the character development because I would just I would watch sporadic episodes. Is this what got you interested in being a international studies major? No, I mean I. So I love history. Wait, hold on. Do you like how I remembered your major? I'm well, looking across the room. One, right I was now. international relations oh, major. Fuck. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, so close. Nice try. <laughs> um, no, not. I, I. I wouldn't say I had a major impact. Um, it. It reflected my interest in politics, though. Gotcha. And my interest in kind of how our government works. So like civics, a combination of civics and history. Um, But then my first full rewatch was when I got Amazon prime Mm. right at like in college slash right after college. Cause it was one of the, I got it partially because it was the only streaming service that had the West wing on it. It came to Netflix after it was on Amazon, interesting, which was like Amazon video on demand at that point in time. There was some, yeah, there were some uh, things that you could, like Amazon before they even started really streaming stuff, yeah. they had like HBO, like The Wire, yeah, um, crazy. I so, didn't know this. So that's why that honestly, that's what really pulled me into getting being an Amazon Prime member. I've been an Amazon Prime member for a long time. You're welcome, Mr. Bezos. Yes, <laughs> uh, and we are here to give you a prize, Adam. <laughs> yes. You get one Amazon Prime box. Um, but I think. I really fell in love with the characters and how it was so politically irrelevant, mm. um, both from uh, both from scenarios in the past, the present, and in the future. Because as re as we rewatch, there are themes that keep coming up that I think you know that our politicians today are having debates over. And I rewatch it constantly, basically as soon as I finish. And I I wouldn't say I watch it like episode every single day I'll watch an episode, but I'll pick it up wherever I left off. And then as soon as I finish the series, I'll start it over again. So generally I average like one watch every year and a half. Oh, wow. Wow. 
Um, That's hardcore, man. Oh, it's harder the core than me. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should have Adam on as a guest. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think, and I'll get into the the next part of my spiel in the in the iHeart the West Wing section. Yes, please. But I think it. I'm especially drawn to it now because it makes me very wistful for having a sane president. Yeah. So, it, oh, no. Brian is taking offense to that. No, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, Brian. Yeah. Put down the American flag. <laughs> We're all patriots here. Uh, so, yeah, so as we came into this episode, like, yes. obviously, Brian and I have watched The West Wing many times. And, oh, yeah. And uh, we asked Daniel to get into it as well. So, Dan, do you want to explain, like, what your watch process has been so far? Yes, yeah, sure. Um, so I was probably like Brian at a younger age, aware of the West Wing, didn't ever watch it, and had had the West Wing recommended to me multiple times, mostly maybe by Adam and other people. I was like, get some culture in your life, Daniel. <laughs> True. <laughs> and I just kept talking about going to NASCAR and... uh um, I had a few years of that in my life, actually. Watching NASCAR? Yeah, going to the races, actually. Oh, man. Yeah. See, I would love to go to a NASCAR race. They're supposed to be really fun. I, I still follow NASCAR. Yeah. Really? I know you do. Yeah. Like, boogity, boogity, boogity. Let's oh, go racing. God. But yeah, I never really, I never watched the West Wing until uh, we talked about doing this episode with Brian. Um, and kind of just hopped right into it before with kind of some of the TV show episodes we've done, like with The Simpsons or Frasier. Sure. We've had specific episodes recommended, and Brian certainly recommended some episodes. Yeah. Um, but I'll admit, on the Frasier episode, um, I so I we started with episode one of the West Wing, and we're now into the middle of season three, and I've gotten into the West Wing. Like I'm yeah. enjoying the West Wing a lot. Um, Just wait until season five, then you won't enjoy the yeah, West Wing. Yeah, <laughs> I read some stuff that was like, the quality uh, seemed to dip after season four. <laughs> um, but whereas with kind of like the Frasier episode, having the, not not being able to, I don't know what the disconnect for Frasier was for me, but I was able to hop into the West Wing and really enjoy it. And so I had watched Aaron Sorkin's TV show The Newsroom. Mm-hmm. Have either of you watched that? Yes. Okay. I just started to uh, in clip form on YouTube, actually. In clip form? Yeah, like, <laughs> like three-minute clips of on YouTube. I would shoot myself in the foot before I did that, Brian. <laughs> like, I don't know. As a good stay employee, that's all I can oh do. Oh, my God. <laughs> all right. We, uh, we caught him, finally. Uh, he knew that he was going to admit Oh, God, this, HR. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> We have the perfect. <laughs> All right, Brian, I will buy you the season so you oh, thank can you. watch it, not at work. Uh, anyway. <laughs> In like three to five minute intervals. That sounds like the most maddening experience ever to me. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I hate to shit on how you watch TV shows at work. But <laughs> Uh, anyway, before <laughs> I'm not able to focus on anything else, um, I'm not telling my boss this. <laughs> no, don't. Um, so yeah, I really enjoyed the newsroom, especially the first season. Um, and definitely see a lot of similarities between the newsroom and the West Wing. But, uh, Brian, of course, gave me a couple episodes to, that he thought were some of his favorite, um, 
we'll see if he remembers which ones they are and if that really stands up to the test of the podcast. I'm checking now my phone. <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, I really appreciate Brian and Adam talking to me about this today because this is a totally new experience and I'm so excited and it's something that I've gotten into and have really enjoyed the show and we can get into my nitpicks about it, but let's first talk about um, the episodes that you kind of recommended, Brian, and why I heart or you heart uh, the West Wing. So the first episode is... Oh, God. <laughs> I almost just dropped my laptop. Uh, the first episode is uh, the tire-kicking episode I refer to as, as and that's when Miss Lenningham... Wait, uh, hold on. Before you keep going. Yeah. You have names separate names for the episodes that you like you have separate names for the characters (laughs) can you please talk about this because this is definitely something that is so i'm awful with awful with names generally speaking i'm adam hey adam how's it going (laughs) i'm rod og rod rodney og you can just call me rod dog (laughs) (laughs) oh no no indeed um so yeah i just in my brain, I had these little assigned names to these people. Okay, so what's the president's assigned name? I just call him POTUS. I mean, that's pretty basic, right? Yeah. Big cheese. Yeah. <laughs> what about Josh Lyman, who played by Brad- Bradley Whitford? Just Josh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> kind of falling apart right now, isn't it? <laughs> David Because of the main characters. Like, how, I know that How one. about CJ Craig? So um... <laughs> Legs. <laughs> Whoa! So I, I know her in something else, so that's so yeah. Um, what I know her from first? Damn it! <laughs> this is not going my <laughs> so way. Sorry, this this is gonna get real weird right now. But what did you call Delay Hill, aka Charlie's character? Yeah. Um. So when I talk, when I texted you, it was the Body Man, which is his role. Yeah. But I didn't really know his name. I just knew him as the body man and how he dated the president's daughter. And that's kind of what I'm known as Elizabeth Moss. Yes. Famous yeah. for the West wing and Mad Men and handmaid's tale. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, what about what the fuck is that guy's name? Like it's Rob Lowe, the ball, the bald guy. Oh, Toby. 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 What about Toby? Sad. 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 <laughs> Droopy Eeyore. Dog. Yeah. Droopy I don't know dog. how he does it as a, like an actor though like how does he maintain that level of sadness mm. and not like kill himself well my god because wow. <laughs> <it's, laughs> jesus he's a he's a crafty policy wonk and he's very good at what he does in the show and like as his character is very proficient but man he's sad really sad what about sorry adam go ahead no i was keep keep going right no i i think it's interesting that you have those associations because I know everyone by their like full titles. No, I just know them from the show. To be honest, like when I see Alice and Janie and like other shows, um, you're like, it's legs. <laughs> Look at her legs. <laughs> what was the one that she was like two moms, three moms, one house? It was a sitcom. 
I don't know. Was that a sitcom that you dreamed up? Is, no, it was on a are sitcom. We, is West Wing even a real show to you? <laughs> is it just a dream? But those are like the characters that I have transferred over to other yeah. shows, so it immediately takes me out of the other shows. Who are like, oh, I know him from the West Wing. That's that's I have the same reaction. Like yeah. Rob Lowe, like everyone yeah. knows him from uh, Parks and Recreation. Yeah. I know him. I'm like, man. Rob Lowe's acting like his yeah. character in the West Wing is very di- Sam Seaborn is very different from Chris from Parks and Rec. Exactly. And then my most jarring example was in Get Out with, Bra- with Bradley Whitford. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Bradley Whitford also is in the movie Cabin in the Woods. That he is. He's also Jake Peralta's dad in Brooklyn Nine Nine. He's also in Parks yeah. and Rec. As one of the uh, really, yeah, as one of the council members. Oh yeah, for like a episode. Yeah, yeah, I love Bradley Whitford. If yeah. you guys haven't seen Kevin in the Woods, oh, so good. It, it is good. good. Yeah. Well, so can we talk about Kevin in the Woods for a little while? <laughs> um, Adam, what are your uh, nicknames for characters? I don't. I just said I don't have nicknames for characters. So you go. So you're like Josh Lyman. Yeah. Uh, CJ. What, Sam. C- yeah. Charlie. What are all their titles? So Josh Lyman. So Josh Lyman. Head honcho. POTUS. No, well, so he's jo- third. Marty right? Sheen. <laughs> right. He's th- he's th- third. he's third. So yeah. he's not the he's not the chief of staff. He's the associate or um uh Big Kahuna. Oh boy. Um <laughs> Fascinating Radio. Deputy Chief of De- Staff. That's right, Deputy Chief of Staff. Gotcha. And he was given access to the nuclear bunker, but turned it down. That's right. Yeah. Did he ultimately turn it down? No, because they 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 have him on the they have him on the list. Oh, they do. Yeah, I missed that part. Yeah. Um, Brian. Uh, oh, um, Brian. When you um turn off your computer after you're done watching the West Wing, do you go? I don't. It's on my cell phone or an iPad. <laughs> okay. I just pass out and it keeps <laughs> going. <laughs> when you ultimately turn off or make your screen go black on your iPad, do you yeah. go, shut it down? <laughs> no, I don't get that reference. From the You're episode really happy over there. With, with, the, with the budget, with the budget uh, Sorry, can I say oh, something God. really quick? So, I, we, so haven't, we haven't gotten to that episode yet. No? No. Uh, but it's so, he shuts down the government, correct? Yes, he does. Okay, so up until maybe yesterday... <laughs> I thought he was shutting the internet down because there was a hacker who was trying to break into like the Federal Reserve or something. And it was just like that was when they jumped the shark and like Martin Sheen was like, shut it down. <laughs> shut down the internet. <sighs> was that a letdown for you? Well, I haven't even gone to that episode, so it was a YouTube video. So oh, I could still be clips, right. Man, this clips. <laughs> anyway. Was it at um, work too? What? Was it at work, too? These clips you're no. watching. No. Okay. <laughs> Damn it, Brian. You're in a safe place, man. <laughs> it was not at work. Um, so, Brian, talk to us about the episodes that you recommended that we watch before we got into your nickname slash not really nicknames for the characters. So, the Tire Kicker episode when Miss Lanningham dies. Spo- oh, sorry. Spoilers. <laughs> oh, whoops. She's Spoilers. dead. <laughs> I will put this at the beginning. Okay. If um, you haven't seen the West Wing, spoilers happen very soon, <laughs> like almost immediately. <laughs> so, yeah, so uh, yeah. old old Biddy is what I call her. <laughs> old Biddy dies. Well, she heard passing was sad, but it yeah. was a better episode. I thought the best part of the episode was the the cathedral part. 
Yes, yep. that was like, very good. That was Marty Sheen is yelling yeah. at God and um, yeah, smoking in church, and he's like, "Take, <laughs> take he, someone, but don't take me." Yeah. He called. And he his calls. Lady Ham is called <laughs> up from the miners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's so terrible. No, he calls God a feckless thug. Yes, whoa. That's a, I, I do like the vocabulary this show uses. Like yes. it, it reaches, and I'm like, oh, what's that word? I like that part of the West Wing. Um, I, I think the first episode we wrote. I mean, you have obviously you've watched since the first episode, but yes. I think the pilot mm-hmm. sets the stage very nicely. Yeah, I was watching the West Wing weekly, and they were talking about how. Um, the show just like head first into the characters. They didn't mm-hmm. really give you a lot of time to think. They just rolled with it as far as who they are, what they're doing. And yeah, I enjoyed that part, like how I just head first dive into the West Wing. You don't even have time to think. You're just I almost like, caught it Westworld by mistake. <laughs> oh, see, that's what I kept waiting for was Martin Sheen to be a robot, but yeah. it did not happen. <laughs> <laughs> but POTUS... Um, Falling on a bicycle and yes. Rob Lowe meeting with a lady friend of the night. Yeah. So how much like backstory have you read into the West Wing, either of you? What do you mean by backstory? So like at the very end of that episode, Marty Sheen is like, it's time to get back to work. Yeah. <laughs> I've been away for too long and I haven't been paying attention. And so is there like a whole thing like, do you know, like, was he kind of a shitty president before he fell off his bicycle? No, like, literally, it's it's at the very beginning of his term. I it, thought it, that was like a year it, after. I mean, it, it's a little ways into it, but it's supposed to be like the. Which the one beginning. is it, Adam? You're a flip flopper. <laughs> so it's hashtag political. I, I don't think it's a year, but I think it's pretty close to the beginning of his term. Gotcha. Because I think they're they're setting the stage as as you said, you're diving into yeah. the action. But you can you see these people's political personas grow throughout the um, throughout the seasons, right? And because of that, I think um, Martin Sheen or Jed Bartlett's interactions with the very end of the episode kind of set the stage for who he is as a president. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's far off from who he was when he campaigned and who he was when he came into office. Gotcha. Um, and you haven't gotten as far into the show yet, but at some point you're going, and I can't quite remember when, but they go back and re and look at like people's first days in the West oh, Wing. Oh, the flashback episode. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Um, they go back and look at um, how everyone came onto the campaign. Mm-hmm. No, um, we've gotten there. Okay. Yeah. yeah they have. were, because it was at like a. Like, like a school or something, like a, and he a was VA. like, "Yeah, he was yeah. like, I'm glad I took your money for your damn farm. Yeah, I'm Josiah Bartlett. I'm gonna fuck your shit up." <laughs> and then he was like, "Watch me shoot down <laughs> helicopters in Apocalypse Now." Wait, is this the he... one where Josh <laughs> and Toby get left behind? No, that's, that's Twenty Hours in America. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but that's I fell asleep during that one last night. That's during the campaign, like the the reelection really, yeah. campaign. That's when um, someone's not happy with POTUS during that one. It's his wife. <laughs> <laughs> That's like all of season three. Yeah. Oh, uh, POTUS wife, also known as Rizzo, because she played Rizzo in Greece. <laughs> I think I never knew that. Yeah, I, I didn't watch Greece at all. Uh, Brian, talk about other episodes while I look about look at um, Stockard Channing's. Uh, so other episodes profile. that come to mind are ones that have. Um, 
I didn't want to say it, but political dick swinging when full force of the political arm forces opponents to wither away. So like it says a cunningness of the political moves and positioning and um, I guess political takedowns. Nice. So you're a big fan of when people get fisted <laughs> get owned the by the system field. uh <laughs> so an example of that um is oh the young republican uh who gets hired in ainsley yes Ainsley hayes in her first few days yeah and when the guys send an unnice unflattering note to her yeah and, and rob Lowe finds flowers. out yeah. yeah and that's kind of and Rob Lowe yeah. goes to them and is like, hey, yeah. you're fired. And then they go back to Ainsley's office and they sing HMS Pinafore. I know. Yeah. It's so sweet. That's so, not good. I, I think that's one thing I love about the show. And we're kind of crossing lines into I Heart West. We're crossing the streams. Oh, that's dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> the ghost will explode. I, I think one thing about this show that it's been criticized for is that it's romanticizing the political process and having a largely liberal slant, which it does because yeah, li- that's liberal Aaron. president. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's Aaron Sorkin, but I'd say that's what I really like about the show is it does romanticize the political process a little bit. And I think it's a little bit aspirational, especially nowadays. Yes. And I would, I think that it humanizes both sides of the, poli- of the political spectrum because of characters mm-hmm. like Ainsley to uh-huh. a certain extent. Totally. Um, and except for Nazis, because they're the fucking worst. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I'll but, get in there. But the Nazis. <laughs> no, like the um, Rosalind when the when oh, the shooters happen. Yeah, like, they, yeah. they're, um, but it, it shows. But it also shows how ridiculous both extremes of the political spectrum can be, both from a liberal and a conservative standpoint. Yeah, and shows all different, you know, factions and such. What other what? Because I I will. Um, I'm going to play devil's advocate and tell you why the show is bad a little bit later. Um, (laughs) I'm so sorry. But no, continue to tell me why you heart the show, both of you. So bringing back to the Rosalind episode as far as um, the shooting that I I really enjoyed the people coming of action, coming of aid, and the mechanization of the government, what happens when the president gets taken out. Like, how does it continue... It's self-sustaining and the um, that all that mechanization. I enjoyed seeing the workers, the humans, do their job for the greater good. Go ahead. Yeah, and um, the point where the the plot points where Zoe when Zoe Bartlett gets kidnapped. Oh yeah, and releasing a power. Have you all have you all gotten to that point? I don't think so. No. So spoil. Wait, what's his name? The actor's name. What actor's name? The new president. Oh, um, what? No, he doesn't win his re-election. Hold on, no, he he wins the re-election. Oh, phew! Thank but God. wasn't he in the Big Lebowski? Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, John Goodman. John Goodman. Yeah. Yes. So, mm, I think so I knew that. the it's it's part of that where President Bartlett realized that he can't. Um, He's a father. Yeah. He he. So his daughter. So Zoe gets kidnapped. Okay. Um, and then he realized that he can't make rational decisions because he's a father mm-hmm. and he's going to do whatever the heck needs to do to get his daughter back right versus do whatever is best for the country so he abdicates the seat the throne Sorry. <laughs> yeah, abdicates <laughs> for is probably the wrong word but the uh they invoke 
the the line of succession and the speaker of the house comes in and becomes president got it and john but goodman why the is speaker a speaker of the house not the vice president adam um that's an excellent question actually. does brian know no it's be- <laughs> no, no no it's because i i <laughs> brian's crying it's because um they've the the vice president has had stepped down that's true that's, i mean yeah I was like, yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right, you passed Brian's test. No, but he doesn't yeah, have yeah. to kill Sorry, you. Sorry, that, that was the whole drama was that there was no vice president to take over. So the Speaker of the House, who was a Republican, Republican. Jinx. What um? What season is this? Because <laughs> it sounds fucking insane. It's season five, I think. Uh oh. Season four, season five. So um, John Goodman uh, becomes a bowling house lawyer. Oh no. <laughs> Starts running his presidency. <laughs> Let's see how the presidency gets run. When a kid calls the shots. <laughs> oh no! Uh, but it's those. It's like those mecha- uh, mechanisms of the political process that yeah. show. Because John, he, he's a president temporarily, right. and it's one of those. I remember one of the quotes because he's president for two episodes, I think, mm-hmm. and then once Zoe is recovered, yes. Um, John, John Goodman steps down and resu- and Jed Bartlett becomes president again. And it's just that seamless transition of power from one party to the other, which is a little bit romanticized, mm-hmm. but yeah, is yeah. indicative of kind of that unique Americanness of our political process. Yeah, that's like it's the, the good the good humans that are involved in the process and seeing them who are true believers in the political process do their role and do their functionality. Yeah. Um, I will agree on that when going back to, I guess the Rosalind episode when there was the shooters um, and when the president did not sign Ooh, the letter. Yeah. The letter basically yeah. saying that the vice president has power now until yep. I am out of surgery and I'm fine to yep. rule over America again. That was, so can I hop? I want to, I want to, Ding the West Wing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let, let's... No. Sorry, bro. <laughs> Here it comes. Get ready for it. Okay. So that so that's kind of a good point. And there are other good points where in the show, I know there's this overarching plot almost. Or okay, all right, here we go. Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do a West Wing style break. Coming up, Daniel discusses why he doesn't like the West Wing sometimes. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> then something dramatic pops up on the map. Washington, D.C. pops up on the Mac. map. We're going to take a break right now. We are back. <laughs> After um, a five-year break, we now have very long beards and we talk like this. Um, we are back talking about the West Wing with our good friend, Brian. This is, of course, Passion Fruits Podcast. I'm your co-host, Daniel. And over to my left, yawning with the biggest oh, mouth I've ever seen, is my co-host, Adam. Adam, do you want to say hi to anybody? Hey, Mom. <laughs> Thank hey, you. Mom. Hey, what about <laughs> you, me? You told oh, us. Brian, do you want to say hi to anybody? Yeah. Hey, Mom. <laughs> Adam. My what mom. You, what were you going to say? My mother actually, my mother actually listens, to, to, listens to this podcast. Her advice to Daniel and I is don't quit your day jobs. <laughs> <laughs> it's sad because it's true. That's because this is our day job. <laughs> So we can't quit, Adam, because then our fans would lose out on and miss out on so much. <laughs> yes. Um, Brian, uh, during the break, we were talking about one of your other favorite episodes. Let's Before I hop into um, 
my impression of the West Wing. Let's before talk you about shit on the West Wing. Before I should, I didn't want to be that mean, but before I shit on the West Wing, let's talk about um, one of your favorite episodes. What is your nickname for it? Uh, I call it the Fuzzy Grasshopper, which is wrong. I've been told. Is it? What is it? <laughs> I think it's just the Grasshopper. The Grasshopper episode. It is in which um, the youngest daughter of POTUS goes to the bar with um, a fellow West Wing workers and gets harassed by the local yahoos and how the Secret Service come in and kick ass and take names. All those DC yuppies. That's right. Like, hey, hey, you POTUS daughter. Hey, I got a big dick. Oh, boy. But my favorite part of it was <laughs> the takedown because that's just like sweet, sweet justice. But also the the... the the bad names, I wasn't trying to say derogatory, but I said it correctly there. The derogatory names used towards the actors by the quote-unquote bad people. They were very 90s slash 2000s, uh, definitely um, since that time, name-calling was involved. Yes. So it dated episode quite well and easily, but it was also quite funny to hear. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, Brian. Yeah, hmm. I was like, they chose that. It yeah, was, yeah. Here's so I'm not gonna uh, repeat those because. Thank you. Yeah, but yes, they use derogatory terms for homosexuals. Yes, yep. and that is one of my things about. I could have sworn the West Wing came out in like the early nineties. Yeah, I could have sworn it came out like alongside like Friends and Seinfeld. Like it seems like that old of a show to me. Um. So with that episode, the grasshopper or um, yeah, it was Josh Lyman who pushed the button, right? The panic button. Yes. Yeah. It was like he just casually walks up, smiling. It was like you guys are in for a good evening or something like that, and like just smiling. And, like they come in, busting, like take him down, and there's something like a drug. Like you better hope that's not a. I don't know. Eight ball in your pocket or yeah. something. Yeah. I see that bulge in your pocket. <laughs> is that an eight ball or are you just happy to see me? Oh, it's an eight ball. <laughs> You're going oh. to jail. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that is one of my things about the West Wing. I know that I know that it came out in the late nineties, early two thousands, but it is and you can excuse some of it for how Aaron Sorkin wrote his characters, but it is like, uh, I don't, I don't know how to say it. Sometimes when, sometimes when POTUS is like, listen up woman talking to his wife, he's like, listen up woman. Like I'm the man. And like, I'm waiting around and you're putting on your makeup and like, Oh, the party's been going on for five hours. Like the, some of the jokes to me, It's just like, and uh, before Adam (laughs) starts yelling at me for the pot calling the kettle black, (laughs) sometimes it's low-hanging fruit, which I didn't expect from Aaron Sorkin um, because in the newsroom, and I I haven't rewatched the newsroom, um, but I don't think that those, I think Aaron Sorkin does a better job with his humor in the newsroom. Go ahead, Adam. I don't know if I agree. Slash, I don't agree. 
Because all right, I, point I, counterpoint. I uh, find you are the moderator, Brian. <laughs> okay, okay. I find yes, there is some low hanging fruit from uh, as far as as far as humor goes. Yes, but I think there is some pretty crass jokes in the newsroom as well. Yeah, and you know that that don't like for instance the in the newsroom, and we won't go too down far too far down of a rabbit yeah. hole into the newsroom, but like the whole, I, in my opinion, fairly trite relationship that um i can't remember what her name is the the main news reporter's roommate who's kind of like ditzy and i don't i think there's i think there's some pretty stereotypical roles and gender gender roles in newsroom that that are made fun of okay and i would and that's that's not the only one right that's not the only example but i think it's Personally, I think the West Wing, from a humor standpoint, ages better than a lot of other shows. Okay. Yeah, I'm going and... to add him on this one. Uh-oh. Well, hold on, moderator. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait. In my brief three to five minute clips that I've seen at work. <laughs> okay. No, you yeah. don't get to talk about the newsroom. <laughs> I'm, I'm the moderator like, on this. I feel like this. West Wing is just a classier show than newsroom. Like, it's, uh, I don't want to say higher brow, but the brow is pretty high. <laughs> <laughs> it's like five foreheads tall. Um, the, five head. The, <laughs> um, I, like I said, I won't. I I agree with you that there's there are definitely some jokes that are not, um, that that just aren't aren't as aren't as classic. I I think that's a pretty high bar to set for any TV show, especially one True. that's been on the air that went on for seven seasons. And I think there there's some situational comedy that is that is brought to light in The West Wing that I think would be weird. I think would have been odd to ignore. So maybe. Because again, I I legitimately thought this first the first episode aired in like 1994. Legitimately oh, yeah. thought that's when the West Wing started. Yeah. Like thought it went from the early 90s to the early 2000s. I didn't realize that it ended in 2006. So, to me, watching it with, of course, hindsight hindsight 2020 pot calling the kettle black, of course, with the low hanging fruit uh, jokes. Maybe what I am kind of reacting to is that knowing that now we're getting into some of the episodes that are like in 2002, 2003, when TV and Hollywood finally started to fucking change with how they portrayed men and women and people of different races and different sexual orientation and things like that. So some of this brings to mind an episode actually. (laughs) Hold on. We never interrupt people on this show. Wait, no. <laughs> Can I finish my I thought, thought really Yes, quick? yes, yes. No. Sorry. Um, but so some of the jokes I would have expected more and would have maybe been a bit more forgiving if the show had been from 1996. But I also think about some shows in the mid-2000s or the mid where I don't think Hollywood has changed up until like recently. So maybe I'm just putting, reading too much into it. And now Brian is going to talk about an episode that he enjoys. <laughs> so I was quickly looking at this on Google to make sure I got it right. And the, uh, the Pedia section. And so it would come to mind was how the West wing shed light on social issues. As far as the gay Republican as a Senator or representative. 
Um, it was a representative okay. who was like actively voting against his own yeah. interests, correct? Yeah. Yeah. He was voting along party lines, so to speak. I do remember that. And um, it was he seeing Josh, right? Yeah, he was talking to Josh. He was talking Josh. to Josh and how Josh was trying to talk him out of voting along party lines. And so, like, I think West Wing is, you know, it does have those low-hanging fruit moments, but it's still will pack a punch as far as cultural issues every now and then. I agree. And sorry, I guess they haven't... So that was my defense of the West Wing right there. Thank you I, very much. Additionally, I would oh also say that I think there are many, <laughs> many examples, and Brian and I were talking about this earlier, of like the, the snarky, fairly snarky, fairly intelligent comedy, almost sarcastic mm. comedy, mm. that's kind of pervasive throughout the show. Like, I was... I'm scrolling through a whole, like page worth of quotes and like a short one here is like where a, a reporter is talking to cj craig who is the white house press press secretary at this Legs, time. if you will yes the reporter goes i'm curious about the president's farm in manchester the property value increased by seven hundred fifty thousand dollars what's that due to and cj responds secret service improvements the reporter goes can you go into detail on that please this is during one of the white house press briefings yeah cj goes the property now includes a helipad and the ability to run a global war from the sun porch no. <laughs> so, <laughs> she um, owned the press room. She did. Yeah. I guess I should maybe clarify a little bit more. Yeah, I, please I, clarify. Two against one. Go well, for it. <laughs> I need to call somebody up. <laughs> I need to call up POTUS himself, Marty Sheen. Um, and he'll be like, I hated working on the West Wing. No, I he won't. I need the vice president. Um, he hated it. Um, okay. So to Brian's point, I will say that I... I think that Aaron Sorkin and the writers and the producers and the actors did a good job of representing, especially in a strange time and a bad time in Hollywood when homosexuals were represented stereotypically all the time. And I think they did a good job with that. And I do agree, Adam, that there is still some, there is some good humor in there, but there, there are just some times like, so there was that episode that we watched last night where, uh, Rizzo is getting ready for her birthday party. Yeah. And she's like, oh, she's a woman taking forever. And POTUS is like, I've been here for five hours and my beard's getting long and they've been already through the national anthem 50 times. So, you know, I, so I, I don't know. I know that that's top of mind for you. But and, I, I and, would also say that Rizzo, a.k.a. Stocker Channing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> really what I wanted Bodus to be singing was um, Eric Clapton's You Look Wonderful Tonight to, like, you know, break the mold a little bit. I, so <laughs> I, I w- the counterpoint to that. Sorry, Brian. I'll let you. No, I'll, I'll, no I'll, Brian. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm, I'm cute. I'm good. <laughs> I, oh, no. This, the counterpoint to that is many, many times throughout the show, the dynamic is completely different between the president and the first lady. Got I it. agree. And I so, agree with Adam. Yeah, in the sense that <laughs> the Damn first. Like, what are you going to agree with, Brian? <laughs> like <laughs> when, um, like clearly the president respects the opinion of his wife. Yes. And for instance, when the whole MS thing comes comes out, and yes. when he decides to run for re-election, they have a big fight, and and the first lady makes some very good points of, you are not healthy, you are not. It's like. When we sat down to do this, you you agreed, you, yeah, yeah. yeah. It would be one term, you know. You can't. I, I've and then kind of the other initiatives that she takes as far as 
um, getting her own chief of staff and really running her office like a political office. I think it really shows. I well, that didn't go too well. No, no, it didn't go too well uh, at all. But spoilers. well, I in this show, in this show, but it yeah. was a good. You know, she definitely had her own voice, and she was a power player. Yeah. in the show, in her own right. Yeah, she had her own political team in Greece as Rizzo. <laughs> um, but, but I think you saw that throughout the evolution of the show as yeah. Stalker Channing was elevated from a part-time cast member to a full-time cast member mm-hmm. and is above the line yes above the line if you true. Will. maybe yeah. you're right Adam but uh, and maybe you're right and since we watched the episode last night that just irked me a little bit it, I mean, yeah and I think that's okay but I think that I think they're also trying to show the dynamics of a couple I think that's part of the humanizing nature of the show look POTUS is just a man he's got a Dick, two balls, <laughs> maybe even I, three. The I first was gonna Nick say, reference, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> pointing it out there. Thank you, Brian. Uh, thank you. I was just going to say that I think it's more indicative of the, the president and the first lady are still prone to couples spats yes. and still prone to frustrations with each other. And they, they don't go so far as to be like, they're the perfect um, husband and you know first husband and first wife. Yeah. Can I bring up? Boom, a, lawyer. <laughs> boom. No, but see, oh. this but, is why but, I'm. But, but. This is why I'm here to play devil's advocate to get good conversations started Aww. and to get good dick jokes rising. <laughs> oh, um, <God. laughs> another kind of issue that I have with the show is I don't know if I think if I don't. Uh, I don't know if Aaron Sorkin does a good job when he has 22 episode seasons. I think. He does a better job when he has like eight to 10 episodes in a season. Yeah. And with the, so again, I think I don't, there's kind of like an overarching plot to each season, Mm -hmm. but I don't think there's a, I don't know if it's a, it seems to like come down to the last three episodes of each season. So like there's. Somebody dies at the last episode of every season. The secret agent gets shot when he's, stopping the robbery at the yeah. convenience store in New York and TJ's like I'm legs damn it why can't anybody be happy in this show <laughs> it, you, I think you're right is that this would have been much better as a 10 to 14 episode series haha <laughs> point for Daniel <laughs> I, I think it would have been a great HBO series yeah totally. um, I, I think they would have been able to get a little bit darker um, yeah like I said the F word yeah fart uh, <laughs> No, but I, I I would agree with you. There there are especially towards the middle seasons, um, there are a lot more filler episodes. Well, and so there's like plot points that are introduced in some episodes, like the Republican that gets hired, Ainsley. Oh. She shows up for two episodes, and then she's forgotten for five episodes, and then she shows up and is like, "Hi, I'm from North Carolina. I've got an accent." And then she disappears for five episodes. Then she's like, hey, do you remember I'm from North Carolina? I've got an accent. First of all, she is a <laughs> very intelligent, very accomplished no, political commentator. I know, but that's, yeah. but she, okay. So in the first like three episodes that she's introduced, she is given that agency. Yeah. But then yeah. in the later episodes, she's just reduced to like, hey, I really like food. I'm going to eat a lot. Yeah, that's like, true. She does I have to, an yeah. accent. I'm blonde. I'm a Republican. Like, there there are characters that are introduced that are lost 
until the very end of the season where you're like, wait, hold on. Who is this person again? Yep. And yeah. The Daniel West, yeah. wins one no, point. No. <laughs> oh, hold they on, do Brad. a very good job of showing uh, the public service side of the character and her willingness to work for the president who is not on her ticket, so to speak. You know, they, well, I, I agree yeah. with that, but she does that in her first three episodes and then she disappears. <laughs> yes. I think and she's they, like, I'm just down here singing HMS Pinafore waiting for Sam Seaborn to come back and sing with me. <laughs> they, they don't do a good job of introducing secondary characters and keeping them as secondary characters. Every character they introduce, you expect for them to play a prominent role throughout the rest of the show yeah. because that's the way it's set up. Like this is the most important you know, character addition or new right. character introduction of the sh- uh, uh, up to this point, blah, 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 blah. And you're right. I think with Ainsley yeah. Hayes, you you almost expect her to become one of the main, you know, one of the main people like duking it out with Josh, Toby, I definitely, yeah. and Sam yeah. when talking about policy, whereas you're right, she is sidelined for yeah. whatever. Another reason. example of that is the White House lawyer. They changed those like two to three times. At yeah. Least. Yeah. Mm. Um, another thing, and maybe this is just a culture, part of the binge culture, but the end song for the credits <laughs> is way too happy for the end of the episode. It's yep. like, um, he goes, many a times it bites him in the ass. Like it's like really sad. And it's like, it just jumps you. Like Rob Lowe looks at the camera. I just shat my pants. <laughs> it's true. That, That's how I felt last week. There, <laughs> we don't have to get into Brian. You're giving out way too many personal details here. Brian. You're you're right. There there are definitely some yes. instances so where I think it's two to one now. <laughs> uh, conclusion West Wing's a terrible show. Yeah, I win. No, no I'm greatly enjoying this show, but I mean, I mean, I think there there are definitely there are points where it's cheesy. Yeah, where I I don't think the West Wing is a good bingeable TV show. Like I like you, I think you have to pay attention to it. Yeah, um, it takes a while to get through. Yeah, and you can't like be playing on your phone while you're watching because you're going to miss pretty key uh, body language and dialogue instances. Yeah, it was like so the first uh, we watched the pilot. And I was kind of like messing around on my phone a little bit, playing some computer games and stuff. And like, it was maybe like until season or like episode five, episode six of season one, until I realized Marty Sheen was the president. What? Because like, I just missed that. <laughs> just kidding. But the way he puts his jacket on is so presidential. Oh, yeah. His jacket And he does that when he's yeah. the flashback when he's a little kid and um, he tries to get a pay raise for the women professors. Um, Adam, I would like to talk about that cheesiness a little bit too. Sure. And yeah. and maybe it's just like, because now I'm getting into, and also with Adam, I, I kind of agree that I don't know if it's a great bingeable show because you start to see kind of the similarities between each episode and maybe in later seasons, it's more prevalent and relevant in that like, so one of the episodes we watched a couple of days ago or last night, there was like a terrorist threat and there were two. Oh, is this when the workers like the inside man one? I'm not sure. Okay. And I'm sorry. I see. And see, that's, no. I don't have the, I don't have the vocabulary yeah. of the episodes that you guys have. 
because this is the first time I'm seeing these episodes. Yeah. But it's the one where like there's news from a guy who's uh, being questioned by the Russians that there might be an attack against like Fort Myers or another fort, another military base up like in Delaware or something. And it's like the chief military officer is showing uh, Leo the map of like it's Fort Myers or this. Yeah. But what else could be in the path? And then it's like done, done. And then like Washington DC pops up. It's like (sighs) that could be in the path. It's like, yes. And it's just like, it, it, I think binging it, you get to see all the cheat, like all the cheesiness comes down on you. Yeah. Where if you were watching it weekly, it wouldn't be that bad because you would be refreshed from the cheesiness. So I don't know. I, I think part of the cheesiness. Sorry. No. Go, go ahead, bro. I was gonna say yeah, it's cheesy. Um, in that regard, like the the hyping up of the action. Uh, especially speaking to the uh, the tunnel episode where they had the nuclear incident or yeah. like the tunnel was burning and then it, the actual um, plant, was it California? That, what was the location of the power plant? We're going like way far forward into like the <laughs> is this when he said Is this when he said shut it down? Yeah, it, it was California because <laughs> yeah. it... It, it, um... it was Vinick. Um, yeah, because it, it was a nuclear power plant that was yeah. that, that had an accident, and it pretty much lost the election for Vinick, right? Yeah, and so like in my profession, I was like nice. rolling my eyes because they were trying to hype <laughs> it up way too much uh. and making it a really a thick plot point, and just wasn't doing it for me. So yeah, the West Wing does have its moments that it's trying to hype up, and that is its downfall in some regards, but. Uh-oh. It still well, wins in my heart. <laughs> That's the important thing. <laughs> All right, sorry. All right, rub your nipples again. It can still right. win in your heart. Um, I mean, that's the case with every kind of dramedy. Like, you know, there are going to be cheesy moments in everything, and that's kind of how Aaron Sorkin also writes. Yeah. Like, all right, I'm going to keep going on the cheesy part. I'm sorry, guys. But, like, oftentimes it would seem like almost every single point that is made some character would have some long soliloquy monologue to like expound like the president's like stands up at the end of the episode and he's like, well, I like chocolate chip cookies and some people may not like chocolate chip cookies, but I respect their decision. And when Abraham Lincoln had chocolate chip cookies, he said, nay. And it's just like, it the great will of cheese yes okay, okay just again like i i really do think it is not that bingeable of a show because yep. you just begin to see marty sheen start to make all the same speeches and leo start to make all the same speeches and sam seaborn start to make all the same speeches and josh lyman start to make all the same same speeches and rizzo start to make all the same speeches and cj start to make all the same speeches <laughs> okay and all right, Toby all right. start to make all we the same get your speeches. point daniel and charlie start yeah. to make all the same speeches and zoe start, start to make all the same speeches and then the dead uh security service <laughs> Social social security guy. <laughs> Secret service. <laughs> Those guys. I, I kind of blacked out on that. But this is why like it was a good show to go to bed to and yeah. still is. Like it is a monotonous show in certain regards. Uh oh. And he admitted it's a monotonous no, no, show. It, it's good, it's gotcha. consistent at what it does, and there's not a lot of action. So 
you can watch it, listen to the words and the soothed voice of um, Chief of Staff put you to sleep. Um, well, thank I I didn't I oh, fuck. I sincerely thank you guys for getting me into the West Wing. Is there anything you guys want to say closing on the West Wing? Because I've certainly been talking way too much shit about it for the past five minutes, but. No. I think I think my summary of the West Wing is, <laughs> is, is Daniel's wrong. Yeah. The reason I love it, it's like a grown-up version of the Schoolhouse Rock song. I'm just a Bill. Oh, it is. Yeah, yeah. Is, I'm just a Bill put to real life and exactly. real scenarios and how awesome <laughs> it can be. <laughs> Brian, any last thoughts on the West Wing? Uh, the West Wing is a very great show to watch. I am a big supporter <laughs> of the West Wing. Everybody should go watch the West Wing and um, touch a little bit politically. It's how awesome the government could be. Yeah. Nice. Could be. Yeah. Hashtag. Hashtag. That you know hashtag. Hashtag West Wing. <laughs> um, well, sincerely, Brian, thank you so much for coming on the episode today. Thank you for having I me. I know it is a terrifying experience to talk to me and Adam because we are both talking dogs. Hey, only like one <laughs> penis so far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I've, we've... I've actively been trying to reduce the number of uh, phallic uh, themed jokes. I agree with Brian. What? <laughs> um, yeah, only one penis you've seen so far because we've only taken off one pant leg, and you know there could be two or three on the other pant leg. <laughs> what is this like a George Washington joke? <laughs> is he six foot eight? <laughs> made of radiation. <laughs> totally. Um, so yes, let's thank you again, Brian, for bringing it back to dick jokes at the very end. That's what I can do. That is the main theme of this podcast. Um, Adam. Yes. And Brian, let's yes. hop into recommendations. <gasps> 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 recommendations. Um, <laughs> 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 oh, here we go. <laughs> um, last time, Adam, you recommended to me that I watch the Foo Fighters video of Dave Grohl playing guitar. With his daughter, which I did, which was very adorable and very cute. And then you also recommended that I play the video game um, Sniper Elite 4. Yeah. And I'm very sorry. I have not. It's okay. Mostly because we've been watching The West Wing. Yes, that's Um, fine. We've been watching that a lot. And also why we haven't watched Downton Abbey is because we've been watching The West Wing. But also Halo Reach just got put on the Halo Master Chief Collection on PC and on Xbox. So I've been playing that a lot. (laughs) Yeah, boy. Reach for life. Um, So, yes, Adam, I'm going to play that game once I get a chance once I beat Halo Reach multiplayer and become the best pro ever. Is okay. this on Xbox? Xbox and PC. And PC, bro. Oh. It's on PC, man. Hell yeah. Snap. PC for life. P- oh, Snapple. Do you have yeah. gaming PC, Brian? Yeah, you want to see it? Oh, your Mac? No, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is, a, this is a Lenovo household. <laughs> I dream one of these days of building a PC, but I have not yet. Oh, well, let's talk about that soon. And I recommended that you listen to... Have you gotten a chance to listen to Desert Sessions? I have. You have? It's thrown it out there. I have. Wait, you have listened to Desert Desert Sessions? Yes, to the above. What did you think? Um, I like the ongoing... So I listened to that episode of Passion Fruits. I googled that keyword like desert sessions sorry we should have also mentioned that along with braxton and john evans um 
Brian may be one of our biggest fans out there. He always likes our <laughs> <It's only laughs> Twitter me. posts, and it is only him. And it's mostly the most mundane shit that you like. Like <laughs> other <work>. times, <laughs> other times when people like our tweets, it's like an article or something that we post. You like the ones where we're just like, hey. What podcast equipment are people using? <laughs> Brian likes it. Anyway, sorry, go ahead. So you ch- listen to Desert Sessions. Yeah, and it is, I don't know how to say it, but it's just the continuous sound that it has, the continuous guitar sound, it never ends. It's just continuously flowing that sound. Like, I just want to turn off my apartment lights. And just like just chill out, get like, baked, and listen. Like lay to on it. the floor, nice. Not do drugs. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> yeah. Brian has given out way too much personal information, so we can't talk about drugs. Hey, employer. But dick jokes, <laughs> totally. Yeah. Um. So I, I. Sorry, let's talk about this a little bit more. Um. So have you listened to much Queens of the Stone Age or? So back in the day, in the, in the high school era, I was a slight emo kid. Um. Oh, man. And yeah, so Queen of the Stone Age was a part of my music repertoire at the time. And so listening to the podcast, Desert Sessions, brought me back to the Queen of the Stone Age. Nice. And back into, I guess, Desert Sessions slash Stoner Rock. Yeah. There you go. Sure. That works. It's just, I like the continuous guitar riffing and how it stays alive. It's not like a real break. It's just kind of all melodic in a sense. Nice. And that's what I enjoy right now. Well, thank you, Brian, for checking out Desert Sessions. Adam, you should listen to it. I do need to. <laughs> um, but also in the Foo Fighters episode, Adam, I also recommended that you listen to the Adventure Zone graduation yes. season of the podcast, The Adventure mm-hmm. Zone. Have you listened to that? I have. I am caught up. Nice. With that. Yes. So you're enjoying it. I am very much enjoying it. Nice. I think it's 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 funny and a little bit, <laughs> it's a lot of storytelling. Yes. They actually don't. In the first few episodes, they don't play a lot. Quote no, unquote. there's a lot of world building. Yeah, um, which I think is funny, but it's it's classic adventure zone of slightly goofy scenarios, slightly goofy characters, and they're not super serious yet. No, which is what I appreciate. It's about much it. looser than yeah. season two was because I think that's that's the McRoy brothers' secret sauce is their ability to have engaging content with stuff that's that's silly. Yeah, but still relevant yeah have you listened to much of the adventure zone or at all brian i have no idea what this is it is what is this it is a dungeons and dragons podcast really done by three brothers and their dad um okay we highly recommend it especially season one uh it is fucking incredible and what got me into you play uh, did you not listen to the Dungeons and Dragons? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> well, Brian, well. <laughs> let us just play it on the air right now. Um, yeah, so the Adventure Zone is what got me into Dungeons and Dragons. Oh. And I play Dungeons and Dragons as well. To this day. Yes, to okay. this day. Adam? Uh, Daniel got me into Dungeons and Dragons, so yes, I did okay. Dungeons and mm-hmm. Dragons. You should play with us, too. Do you want to play, Brian? Yeah, yeah I'm down to. Oh, new yeah, we yeah. got him. <laughs> now, this was all just a big play. It's all a ruse. <laughs> Thank you for signing the contract. Yeah. <laughs> got lawyered. Yes. Um, so, yes, that was recommendations for yes. last time. What would you like, Brian, what would you like to recommend this time? So, I'm going to throw out something that's going to be in our wheelhouse of cyclists. Ooh, but okay. the EF racing team, the alternative schedule... Mm-hmm. It's a YouTube series that follows the EF uh, cycling team and their um, 
routes that aren't like the pro series. It includes gravel grinders and uh, adventure racing, if you will. And it kind of brings back the passion of recycling to me and showing like it's not just on the road. Nice. Or, you know, just the fun adventures in racing and how people can push themselves. So I would push you guys to that on YouTube. EF Racing? Yes. Got it. I'll check it out. It's a pro team. That's yeah. something that I might actually watch on YouTube. It's the biggest hurdle. It's longer than three to five minutes. Thank yeah. God. <laughs> um, watch Adam's... it at home or at work. Oh, so. nice. <laughs> um, I have two recommendations here we go but uh one being pretty short so there's this uh random youtube musician don't, don't <laughs> wait she's on, she's on spotify elise tro t-r-o-u-w googling but she has a great song called how to get what you want and it's it's short but it's uh she does a lot of looping and stuff like that but it's it's a really catchy like pop type song nice how do you spell the last name t-r-o-u-w Got it. Um, so it, it's just it's a catchy song that I stumbled upon, and cool. I liked it. Um, the second one is: I, Are either of you all fans of like tycoon type games, like Sim City, uh, World Builder, City Skylines, City Skylines, City Skylines, City Skylines? By the oh way, oh my god, <laughs> that so, has been the loudest that Brian has ever gotten on this <laughs> on the microphone. So my recommendation is the game Transport Fever. Oh, I just heard about this, Interesting. by the way. So Transport Fever yeah. 2 just came out a little yes. while ago, but I have been playing Transport Fever 1 because I have a weak PC and can't, it can't play Transport Fever hey, 2. Hey, it's okay, buddy. Uh, <laughs> I hold up my Meanwhile. <laughs> but it's it's really interesting, once again, from my like nerdy model railroading background. Mm-hmm. But it's 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 fun. But it's very much like a... Go world world build world builder sim city city skylines type type game transport builder transport fever transport fever excuse me yeah. all right transport yeah. fever ef racing it was like yeah. six bucks on steam or something oh, damn, like that. damn six that's bucks that's so expensive yeah. what <laughs> wait have you tried city skylines no because my my pc can't run it oh man i run it like the lowest possible settings and it's still like chugs very slowly. Adam, guess what? City Skylines is on Xbox Game Pass. I refuse to play Wait, stuff like is? that. Oh, you Xbox. need that keyboard, bro. Yeah. Nah, bro. That's, that's, nah. See, that's what Bruh. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard they've done a good job translating the keyboard and mouse over to the so controllers like what, six for City. keys? <laughs> oh, God, Brian, you're the guest. You can't be saying shit <laughs> like this. <laughs> nice, Brian. <laughs> Get Love out that. of here. Um, All right. And what would you like to recommend? Um, so Adam, and actually this will be thanks to Brian, but at a, go ahead. What were you going to say, Brian? I was just going to laugh in the microphone. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for staying true, staying on form at a cyclocross race this past season. Brian had his music out and he was just playing some metal channel off Spotify. And it started, one of the songs was by this band called King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. <laughs> oh, boy. Let me say, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Great name. It great is a name. great name for a very cool band. They yeah. are, they're, it's very strange because they have like six albums, but they've only been around since 2014, but they released like three albums, four albums in 2014, and two albums in 2019. But all of their albums leading up to this album that I want to recommend to you, Adam, called Infest the rat's nest were all psychedelic rock albums oh. like very trippy that's why their album title is 
one of those polygon to wanna land. <laughs> and yeah, one is like one album is like fishing for fishies. Yep. But Infest the Rat's Nest Flying is... Flying Microtonal Banana. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that is right up my alley. But yeah. the I'm not recommending those albums to you because <laughs> I don't like them. Um, but the album Infest the Rat's Nest is this really sick thrash metal, doom metal, Black Sabbath type, weird, awesome album that has elements of their psychedelic lyrics, but riffage for fucking days man nice. yeah. so yeah definitely yes yeah, so please listen to uh king gizzard and the lizard wizard <laughs> album infest the rat's nest all right i will do so it is awesome um well gosh brian did you want to say something about that band because you uh it was a random find for me actually and i'm happy my sharing with you has inspired you to pursue further interest in this band yeah you know? so thank you i've only pursued interest in that one album because <laughs> i don't know if i would like their other albums but yeah. i would kind of like to see them on tour but only if they're playing this one album <laughs> which is only 35 minutes long which doesn't make any sense but um again thank you guys so much for hanging out with us brian Sincerely, sincerely, Aww. sincerely. It's been a blast, guys. Great Thank fun. you yeah. <laughs> for talking WW to us. And, um, oh, you know what? We didn't do enough of, damn it. So many jokes left on the table. Presidential impressions, oh. blowjob jokes. Like, oh. the West Wing didn't have enough blowjobs the in West their Wing Oval Office. did have Bill Clinton's photo hanging <laughs> at Charlie's desk. Oh, he did? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I ever noticed that I before. I called that recently, actually. You know what? Um, <laughs> Jet... while, while you were drifting off to Shreepy Shreep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you know what uh, Josephiah Bartlett called his Oval Office? What? Go the ahead. Oral Office. Oh, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> hey. Too soon. No. Anyway, thank you so much, Brian, for talking uh, with the West Wing to us. And Adam, thank you for sharing your passion also. If you need to chat with us on any social media platforms, Adam, would you like to quiz me on the social media platforms? Yes, yes please. All right, here we go. All right, Daniel. So on Twitter, you can find us at Passion Fruits P two. Nice. <laughs> oh, it took Passion me a while to Fru- actually find you guys. To be honest, what was that? <laughs> it took me a while to find you guys on Twitter. So there's another there's another podcast called there, Passion Fruit yeah, Podcast. There's an imposter out there that is like erotic stuff that we're going wait, to. Wait. Say it again. <laughs> Erotic stuff. Oh, um, we're going to send a cease and desist to them soon when we get famous. Ha, lawyer. Anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Twitter, Passion Fruits yep. P2 or uh, Passion Fruits Podcast. And we have Instagram. Passion Fruits Podcast. And then if you would like to find us on Facebook. Passion Fruits Podcast. Nice. Sorry. We're, we have a theme here. And then lastly, send us an, send, send us an electronic mail. We'd yeah. love to, we love your correspondence. Please like a telegram or something, yeah. but you can email us at passionfruitspodcast at gmail.com. Um, yes, we are going to say goodbye right now. So thank you so much for stopping by. And yeah, we're going to say goodbye right now. And we really appreciate you listening to this. Get the word out. We're going to say a 
goodbye, you know, in about a couple seconds. But I really appreciate you guys hanging out with us. Brian, you're the best guest I've ever had. Aww. We've ever had. Adam, I don't know what Adam's opinion is, but, you know, so much better than Braxton. Top 10, for sure. I wasn't going to say that name out loud. but <laughs> Definitely better than our for uh, guest for politics and our 2019 year roundup. Uh, yeah, so, Brian, thank you. We're going to say bye right now, and thank you guys so much for hanging out. Yeah, thank you, and get home safe, and uh, goodbye. <laughs>